Hi, and welcome to It's Personal, the podcast, where we have the behind-the-scenes look of our show. I'm Liz, the co-founder and artistic director, and if you have never seen an It's Personal show, guess what? We're virtual now due to COVID. So, we're the fourth Thursday of every month, but today I'm talking about our crush show from February 2020, where Sam Cibarella talks about the big one. Which big one, you ask? Well, I guess you'll have to listen. Please note, there's a loud pounding sound towards the end of the piece. Let's listen. So then a few years ago, 
I moved to California. And my biggest fear in moving here was that I was going to be alone for my first earthquake. But a few years passed and no earthquakes. So one night I'm alone and I tuck myself in for some late night delight. <laughs> I fire up Pornhub and I begin my usual 30 minute pursuit of quality <laughs> titles before landing on something lovely and artistic. <laughs> and I get to work. Well, about 10 seconds into my me time, the earth begins to shake. The walls begin to move. There's a noise coming from beneath me that sounds like a bomb is being dating. My bed is moving around the room like I'm in the movie Bed Nuts and Broomsticks. I was like, hell is going to swallow me whole, all because I want to come before I fall asleep. <laughs> choose to talk about masturbation why did i choose to talk about masturbation um i guess because, honestly i wanted i wish i had like a more like cool answer like it's not talked about enough and we have to like you know break the stigmas which is like now a part of it but at the time i was just like this story's ridiculous like i felt ridiculous while it was actually happening to me in life and i was like you know what this is a teachable moment. We might as well talk about it. So that's how we I came to it. that conclusion. <laughs> what was the writing process like for you? Because you are a writer. So um, how did you go about just jumping into this? This was a weird one because the situation itself was like seconds long. Like it just didn't even make it a minute. The actual like earthquake and everything. So I had to really pepper it up with like, okay, well, why am I so weird about masturbation? Why was it mm. such a journey of self-exploration and pleasure? And then hilariously enough, there's the resurfacing of all the Catholic guilt anyway. So yeah. I had to, so the writing process was really just like identifying those moments in my life that truly attributed to like that split second, oh my God, literally, I'm being swallowed by hell. 
Um, so that, and you know, tapping into like old religion classes. I was gonna ask you, can you chat about more about your Catholic upbringing and how you feel about it then versus now? Could if I you're comfortable ever. doing that? Oh, yes. Okay. So, like I said in the piece, I went to Catholic school from preschool, like literally two and a half years old until I graduated high school at 18. So, I truly didn't know there was any other options. Like I knew about world religion and I knew about other things, but I was like, well, this is the right way. That's what they tell me. It's like Catholic is the right way. Everybody else is like eternal damnation. So, and yes, it was like that where it's, you know, you talk about sin and all of this stuff and it was never, no one was ever like, yeah, if you sin, like it's okay. Don't do it again. It was like, if you sin, you're like in big trouble. Like big, it was always like big trouble. And I was like, okay. So when we got, I'll never forget when we got to, um, we had a class called family life. You had to sign a permit. Your parents had to sign a permission slip so that you can attend it starting in fifth grade. And this was our sex ed (laughs) and it was called family life. So first of all, they only talked about like the male half of you know reproduction and everything um like i'll never forget this guy this kid named sean in my class had to say the word ejaculation and we were just like oh no sean has to say eject you know like when you're a kid and you read three right. paragraphs ahead to like panic about if it's your like sentence like <laughs> yes. that's it. and we're like oh my god ejaculation here we go the guy's a doctor now so it's like great that he like that's funny hilarious but that was my sex ed experience and then we were literally separated, boys and girls, and we watched a video. I mean, it must have been 1,000 years old that was just like, don't have sex until you're married. Masturbation is a sin. Porn is the devil's oh cinema. God. I mean, it was just really, really, really drilled into your head to the point where when I was a freshman in high school and I had that teacher who I talk about, I wrote a, I had a binder of letters that I wrote to my future husband, like oh. legit, like I meant it. <laughs> I feel another it's personal piece coming on. Oh my God, if I could just find that binder, but it was like <laughs> legit, like I'm saving myself for you. I don't like, I'm never going to masturbate. Like I, so there was never this idea. And especially you watch movies too. Like women, I mean, it's like when a woman is be, like having sex she like orgasms in the first three seconds of penetrative sex. And I'm like, well, am I broken? (laughs) Because that doesn't happen for me. Um, So my journey to self-pleasure was really, it was a struggle uh, because of all of that ingrained doctrine that was just forever. Because even when you're like, fuck it, I'm an atheist. And like, now I'm 19 and I'm on my own. Like, even with all of that, because that's really, I went from like future husband letter writing to like (laughs) middle fingers in the air. Uh, And that really came to me because of the the church's um, proclamations against the LGBTQ community. Like once- they were like against my friends because I was a theater kid. So like my friends were gay and I was like, oh, I can't be a part of this. So I started breaking away soon after that in high school. Did your family hear this piece? Uh, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, my mom was in the audience. <laughs> and I'm so curious, how does she feel now about like your Catholic upbringing and how you feel now towards it? Yeah, Lisa knows. So my mom is still very much involved in the church. She's a Eucharistic minister. She watches church on TV now because she has to. Like, she's super into it. I mean, my mom's the type of mom that 
you know, she can kind of uh, compartmentalize what's happening. She's more like, oh my God, my kid is on stage. She's a star, you know? Yeah, she might be making, you know, a vagina out of Play-Doh, but it's really my kid's a star. I don't care what she's talking about. Like that's, that's her, you know, she's gotten to the point so many years of me being an actor where she's like, my kid and who she is on stage, they're different. So she, and that is how she talks like for the record. So. Oh my gosh. I yeah. love that. Well, that's awesome that you guys support one another yeah, and she's your beliefs. Well, you actually brought up the Play-Doh thing. So I was going to say, can you talk about your activity, why you chose it? And also what are you doing at the end with the pounding sound the noise happening. this was an easy activity I would well actually I feel like it was easy now because it seems so obvious but I think at the time I was struggling with picking this activity because I didn't I like when I do its personal shows I try not to be on the nose with my activities like right. I want it to be a little like not distracting but not like oh okay <laughs> like this is what you're doing but then I had did building blocks in my first piece where I built like a basement out of Legos. Please see the other podcast. For details. <laughs> um, and so this, I just was like, I love talking about vaginas and like, you know, the, the pussy power movement. So I was like, how do I bring that into this? And I'm like, how funny would it be to sculpt a vagina on stage using a child's toy? And it was like, I remember in rehearsal, like we were spitballing about it. Like we were all, I was like, what about sculpting a Play-Doh vagina? And it was like the collective room was like, yes, that's, the, <laughs> that's what you're going to do. And it was like, perfect, great. <laughs> and then the noise at the end, gosh, I mean, we could, it could be just, it was the sounds of the earthquake. So I took, I was sitting at a table. Um, like a folding table, like putting this vagina together. And when I start talking about the earthquake, I start moving the table around and like slamming it and just kind of making an earthquake. We should say throwing yourself around. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> you literally were throwing yourself around the stage. First of all, as the director of the piece, Liz, I, I remember you being like, yeah, just throw yourself. Just I go. loved it. I loved it so much. Yeah. I was like, I don't even know how there would be one point where you were on stage left and then you're on stage right. I was like, how'd she get there? Yeah, I don't know. We don't know. <laughs> and I mean, Play-Doh's going everywhere. And I knew that I needed it for like the next, like a part of the Play-Doh for like one of my, the blue balls line. So when I'm on the ground, and I think this was you who gave me this note, but you were like, Really? feel like that final relief like that moment and I was like Harry met Sally in the realest way I'm just like I'll have what she's having that was and I when I listened to this back I was like holy shit I did this in front of so many people and it's gonna be on a podcast but it's also I have no shame because I'm really sitting there like heavy petting I'm like <sighs> like, <laughs> and then I'm like, shit, I have to find the blue ball Play-Doh. Like, it was just like this relief, and then you're in a show. Like, Oh, focus. my God. So that's that loud noise you hear towards <laughs> the end. How did it feel being so intimate with everyone in the audience and also looking back and listening to it? I have no shame, and if I'm on stage, I have less shame than I would have if I was, like, off a stage. So it's like... I've done so much weird shit on stage that this was actually pretty PG for me. Um, that must sound so strange to the listeners. But um, <laughs> listen, I had a comedy show in New York where 
I was squatting on a piano. That's all I'll say. I was fully clothed, but stay tuned. Um, and I guess it was just fun for me. Like, it's such a fun because it wasn't a fun moment in my real life because I was yes. like, oh, my God, like, really? It's an earthquake. This sucks. Um, so on stage, you know, and that's the thing about its personal shows as well. You're invited to just let it rip. And I love feeling that safety in a cast, like under like the kind, like your direction. Like the fact that somebody just tells me like, throw yourself, (laughs) go. It provides me as as an actor, like as an artist, like so much freedom where it's like, of course I'm going to go for it. When am I going to get this opportunity elsewhere, especially something that's so stigmatized, such as like female pleasure and masturbation? It's like, man, like, when am I going to get this platform again in such a fun way, in like a way where I'm not like doing like a lecture? I'm like, you know, this is fun. This is comedy. So, yeah, I had no shame in like listening to it back. I there was a few times where I was like, oh, Sam. (laughs) because <laughs> you it goes one way in your head when you're on stage like you do it and you're like oh it went that way and then you listen back and you're like oh wow okay <laughs> like, that's yeah, so much do different. you mean in the sense that you like it goes one way like you're picturing it a certain way or like how you remember it being performed kind of like how I remembered it being performed because in my head like I am not one of the like I am not like a method actor I am no Meryl Streep like I know that I am Sam Civarella no matter what I'm doing on stage I could be playing Blanche Dubois in Streetcar Named Desire and it's like somehow I'm still from New Jersey like I just I know (laughs) that it's me up there and like when I'm up on stage especially in its personal shows it's it's weird it's like to me it still feels like a comedy show where I'm, I'm listening for those reactions from the audience. So when I'm on stage, like that's kind of what I'm get what's coming in like my frequency. So I hear the laughter. I hear like my, and my mom's laugh, you can hear it on the recording. Like, I know you guys don't know which, which one it is, but like when I heard her laugh, listening to it back, I like kind of started crying. Cause it was like, Aww. it was, it's the best. Her laugh is the best. So like that's what I remember on stage is like, I'm having this orgasm essentially. And I could just hear her cackle from the audience. So when I got off stage, that's like, that was the frequency I was riding on. So when I listened to it back, like I actually heard the words I was saying, I was listening. Mm. So, you know, cause when you're in the moment, like you've done how many of these shows and how many performances in your life, when you're in the moment, it's kind of like a blackout. Where, oh, you know? <laughs> That's when I know I do a good job is when I black out. Yeah, you come off and people are like, oh, my God. Like, especially when you come off stage and, like, a cast member's like, it sounded so different than rehearsal. And you're like, oh, no. (laughs) You're like, oh, shit, what did I do? That made me uh, really happy to hear that, like, you felt like you had a safe space where you could just fucking go for it. That's also, like, the best. And, like, those pieces where people take topics that – some people are kind of a little timid or not comfortable talking about and going there and also like going to our audience and being like, I'm giving you this. You might not want to talk about masturbation or vaginas, but here we are. (laughs) You also might not want to talk about Catholicism and how that went down for the universe. So let's talk about that too. Cause I'm Catholic too. So I, I really relate to your piece cause there's things I don't like about the church. You know, you're like, what are you doing? So I just really related to your piece a lot. Um, My first earthquake wasn't like yours. (laughs) (laughs) 
gosh, that's such a shame. It was so fun for me. So <laughs> just, uh. my first earthquake was with Riley, our other creator <laughs> for people listening. Oh, really? um, anyways, you talk about Arrested Development. So I need to know who is your favorite Arrested Development character? Oh, um, to masturbate to or no, no, just kidding. Uh, great question. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. No, just in general. Just in general. Um, my God, I mean, it's Buster. It's yeah. gonna, it, forever and always. It'll be Buster. Man, Buster's so great. I get really stuck between, um, the Lucille's oh my God. and Job. I love Will Arnett. Um, <laughs> um, how do you feel about earthquakes now, especially since we just had one? Yo, I am not interested. I am from the East Coast. Great. I'm from New Jersey. I don't think I mentioned that enough. We do not have them there. We just do not. And so the problem I had with this first earthquake was it was kind of all things about earthquakes that I thought I knew had nothing to do with the earthquake I was feeling. Like I had this vision of what I thought it would be like. And I just didn't think my bed would move. And I had no idea they made noise. Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing that messed me up is because it's like, I have such anxiety. I have like, my therapist calls it like catastrophe, like mentality where I just like will apocalyptic scenarios running through my brain at all times. <laughs> Can anyone relate? And <laughs> I just like, when I heard the noise, I legit looked out my window to see if a bomb had fallen. Like, that was the kind of noise it was. So how do I feel about earthquakes now? I hate them. I have no interest in them. They can stay far away from me. I didn't feel... I was out of town for this last earthquake. Yes, I'm traveling during a pandemic, but I was by myself with one other person. We quarantined together. Okay. Um, But we, like, we were at it. We were down, like, in Temecula, so we didn't feel it. And I... The only other earthquake I felt and this will go back to my catastrophe shit is like I was driving around for Postmates for a hot second back, uh, like last year. And I was on the PCH as on the Pacific coast highway. For those who don't know, you can see the ocean from that. Um, and I was sitting there and I was at a light and the light started swaying. No. This is the, this uh-uh. is the this 4th is of July fear. one, right? This is the 4th of July earthquake last year, which was another big one. So I'm like, and the car starts to shake. And I was like, I called my boyfriend. I was like, Mark, was that an earthquake? Cause that was the second one. There was one the day before. And then this was the second one. Mm-hmm. And I called him out and he's like so much more level headed. I'm a Capricorn. He's a cancer. Water temperament is what he is. I'm a fire temperament. I like to scream. He likes to stay calm. And I was like, Mark, how long does it take for tsunamis to reach the coast? Like, I <laughs> like that was what I was screaming about. Cause I was legitimately afraid of being on the Pacific coast highway in like dead traffic. And I'm like, great. This, I mean, is, this is how I get washed honestly, away. Honestly though, what would you do? Yo, if, if it wasn't for Mark being like, for the record, like they don't just like, like they take time. Like you have right. time to get out of there. I'm like, okay, how fast can I run? Like, <laughs> where am I going to go? It, yes. Right. I, I really, I don't like earthquakes. I, I feel like there's so much, cause I recently read Jennifer Lewis's book and she talks about the Northridge earthquake in her book. And she's like, yeah, like I went over to my neighbor, like my house, like my apartment complex was condemned. I'm like, yo, I don't need that in my life. And she's like, yeah, I found my neighbor underneath her cabinets. Like she was fine. Like nobody in her complex died. But like, if anybody knows about the Northridge quake, like that was no joke. And so 
hearing those stories where it's like cabinets are falling off the walls. Like my boyfriend is a sommelier. I have so many wine bottles in this house (laughs) that it's like, that's what I think when I'm like, oh, there's an earthquake. It's going to be like the Red Sea in here. (laughs) Like it's just going to be wine everywhere. Um, And I'm like, is my dog, like when my dog barks, I always say dogs only bark for three reasons. Like somebody's there to murder you. There's a ghost or an earthquake is on the way. So anytime Fritz barks, I'm like, which one is it, boy? What do I have to prepare for? My dog's the opposite. He go. He went quiet when the earthquake happened, and I was like, "This doesn't help me." <laughs> You're supposed like, to you be an alarm. Warned me. <sighs> we'll work on that. I'll train him for catastrophe. Imagine you're just like, okay, the earthquake's coming. What do you do? <laughs> it's like good. Excellent. Rumble, rumble. <laughs> yeah. The rumble. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I think we'll end it with, we have to go back to the crush theme, always. And I know this is going to be a heavy question, so maybe maybe we think about all the things that besides, like, COVID, <laughs> but what crushes you right now in this moment in time? Jesus I know, Christ. There's so much. It's a loaded question. God, it's like... I mean, do where do we begin and where do we end? Um, what crushes me right now? You know what um, crushes me right now is watching all of my friends who work in theater and work in the entertainment industry uh, re-evaluating what mm. they can do right now. I find myself doing it. I mean, you know, being a part of this theater company, I find <clears throat> I talk to you guys about that too. That crushes me because... So many of my friends make all of their money, you know, on cruise ships or on tours and we're on Broadway. Like, you know, I, and that's what I hope to have. And I hope to, you know, be on set every day of my life and to be in this environment right now and watching so many people. And, and the thing that bums me out the most is like the lay people who aren't in this industry being like, well, just do something else. And you're like, well, okay, like, sure, I hear you. It's rude what you're saying because, you know, it's like they they equate it to, well, you didn't go to school, like, you don't have, like, a degree, like, you can just change it up. And it's like, would you tell that to, like, your kid who's a veterinarian, like, oh, you can't practice, you know, animal medicine? Like, switch it up. Why don't you do, like, geodes? Like, why don't you, like, collect rocks? It's like, that's so strange to say to somebody Right. So I get, you know, and I get it a little bit from like people in my life who aren't in this industry where it's just like, well, you do the health coaching thing, like do that. And it's like, yeah, I love it. But like, I didn't move to LA to tell people to eat their vegetables. It's a, it's a bonus, but I moved here to work on television shows. Right. And right now they're just not, they're not operating in a way where they're like itching for people to join the team. Right. So that that's what, I mean, and we can talk about, you know, the fact that like racism in America, our president's a dictator, like all those things crush me too. Um, but yeah, I guess that's Basically like everything politically right now. I, just, I mean, truly, um, go vote, register to vote. It would crush me if you didn't register to vote. Yes, and if you did it, I love vote. that. We have to vote. Jesus Christ. Go vote, and I swear to God, it will feel as good as an orgasm. (laughs) 
Like come during your on. first earthquake. During your first earthquake. Listen, if I go to the polls in November and I have that orgasmic feeling and the earth starts shaking underneath me, honestly, there'd be so many other variables. It's like, oh God, like Donald probably caused this. He's like, you know. I love you, Sam. Well, oh, thank you for talking about masturbation. Hell yeah. And earthquakes and Catholicism. And Anytime. stupid fucking Trump. So many of my favorite topics. <laughs> truly, though. Truly. All this right. is fun. Well, we'll, we'll have a follow-up uh, to your masturbation story. Maybe a part two. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll it's, feel it out. Maybe it's coming. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. It's Personal is a live storytelling show with a twist. Join us on the fourth Thursday of every month on our YouTube page to watch our performers get personal. Information on upcoming shows and tickets can be found on itspersonalonstage.com.